generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast, and I've got a very special nervous guest sitting across from me. Features in the top 10 all time of Keep the Change podcast, coming in at nine out of the top 10. Taryn, Taz, whatever we like to call you, Luke's partner. Hello. How are you? Good. It's been some time. It has been. I'm just trying not to cringe at the um, song that you just chose. Are you? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with this song? Um, oh, it just from, takes me back a little bit. Takes you back? Yeah. Just take people back to the chorus. Do you want to tell the people about how you were trying to get my number into club? Or you don't want to tell that story? It's not what this pod's about? That's not true. There's nothing... We, we never met in the club. Okay. Well, look, people didn't know that, so it could have made for a good yarn. But anyway, what is true is that the last time you were on here, you were talking about your shopping purchases at Dottie um, and at Dish, getting some new cutlery for our apartment. Yeah. And we talked about relationship differences and things like that. And you said, well, I was about to do your voice. But that might be a bit unfair. But I'll do it anyway. That's not going out. Don't put that out. Oh, it's so shit. No one's going to like it. Don't do it. And I'm like, look, that's not how we roll around here. It's going out. Yeah, that'd be true. <laughs> why, why do you keep moving the microphone? Because I feel like I'm breathing right into it. And I don't want the listeners just to hear me sitting there breathing. Okay. Yeah. We've got your volume maxed up. You have to think about okay. how quiet you are. Like a little mouse over there, like last time again. Okay. Okay, we'll warm you into it. Anyway, thousands of downloads. People even come up to me and say, I loved that episode that you did with the missus. You know, it's the Kiwi thing. you like, don't fucking call me your missus uh, sometimes. Oh, it's usually auntie what you use. Oh, yeah, well. After you've had a couple of drinks. Or mumsy. Hey, auntie. Yeah, but uh, people really enjoyed it, so that was good. However, you said, um, or off the back of that, before we get into this one, you said, why did you keep asking me about buying clothing? You thought that I was sort of having a go at you about that, eh? Yeah, a little bit. But I was actually just trying to explain the differences of how we shop and how you'll get a lot of online stuff yeah. and you'll want to you'll want my like validation that that's a good thing to buy. Whereas I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's, it's on a model on a screen 
on a photoshopped bird. I don't know what it's going to look like on you. I'm not sure what you need from me here. I'm sure the fellas can relate when their partners ask them for their input. But if we go shopping... Maybe, but then let's go to your colognes. You always ask for my input. And I think the last thing that showed up in the mail was a cologne. And I haven't received anything in the mail since my birthday. So. Well, when you got flowers from me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I usually pick all my colognes myself. Yes, but you still hold the little tester. What's in your top pocket right now? That's a cologne for you. Yes, but you mm. carry that around and you smell it every now and then. Yeah, well, I'm just you know, and then saving you up. Ask, you ask me, what do you think of this? Yeah, I'm saving up for you. Fellas, if you want to treat your uh, significant other, now that you've got your own Dior Sauvage, you might want to head into your local farmers, take your girlfriend's farmer's card, you know they love collecting those points, and get the Lancome Est Levee, I think it's called. But you want to make sure you get the smaller bottle, the third perfume type version, I think it is. That might keep a few of them happy, but who, only. Who have you been buying perfume for? Because it's not me. Hey, look, you know, this is a story about you and I, not uh, <laughs> the other friends I have in my life. Yeah. But maybe I said I was saving up for you. Anyway, we didn't have an argument post-recording that. People have enjoyed the pod, and you actually got really excited and said, we should do another one. Uh, yeah. Um. About eight weeks later. Eight weeks later. But going back on reflection, um, when it first came out and when I listened to it, all I listened to was myself speaking. And I didn't like it because I don't think I my energy levels were that high when we recorded it. But then a couple of weeks later, once I was getting some feedback on it, I actually went back and listened to it again and listened to what all the listeners were we're hearing, and it was just more of the conversation that was going on between yourself and I, as opposed to just listening to my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not like your voice or something? Uh, no, I don't feel like anyone likes the sound of their own voice. Uh, you might, but I don't. Wow, a thousand podcasts later. But it wasn't just that. Like you, I wasn't actually like listening to the whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You're just critiquing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. people often do. Even people that I do the next advisory podcast with, they'll be really nervous at the start and then they'll be real keen to review it at the end. But like, oh, can you send me is there a way that I can listen to it before it goes out? I'm like, it's not gonna matter what you think, it's gonna go out anyway. Yeah. It won't be edited. So let's roll. But anyway, you had an idea for the next podcast that we'd do together. Yeah. And what was it? Running your own race. Running your own race. And yeah. how did that come about? Jeez, uh, I'm being put on the spot here. It will happen on a podcast. Uh, I think it's um, come about due to our differences. Um, the main one being that you're self-employed and I'm employed mm-hmm. by a worker and I go, I go to... By work by an organisation, go to work each day. Um, but when I first met you and spent some time with you and your peers, um, Tash and Ben, house sitting, uh, you're all self-employed, wanting to get that to that space, and I wasn't, and I felt a lot of pressure, and yeah, maybe compared myself to you guys a little bit too much and felt insignificant. And you feel insignificant? 
Yeah, well, in theory, like you guys were like, oh, all focused, real passionate about your everyday job. And at that point in time, I didn't love my role. Yeah. So we made you feel insignificant. Yeah. Well, you all had a lot going on in your lives and all spoke about it and, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, we obviously didn't intend to make you feel insignificant, I right? never said you did. You just said we made you feel insignificant. Yeah, but I You're didn't say... You intended to. Yeah, I didn't you. say that the intention was there. Okay, but was there any pressure from us, three on one, in those situations to be like, you should be starting a business, what are you doing, like get self-employed? No. That's good. So then what do we know about comparison if we fast forward now? That you shouldn't do it. It's the thief of joy, isn't it? It's the thief of joy. Yeah. Well so, done. So were you feeling like, okay, hanging around with me, I was on a very different path, different journey to what you're used to. Yeah. Were you feeling that maybe there was an expectation from me that, you know, you should be doing that too or something? Yeah. Okay. But that obviously wasn't the case, right? Yeah, just like an unwritten one. Mm. So... Yeah. How did we how did we resolve that, do you think? Uh well I actually ended up doing some work, um, inner work myself and trying to navigate and find out what I really wanted to do in life. And actually I found out that I really like the security of a job and like being surrounded by people and like having a paycheck coming in. Mm. Every month where I don't have to worry about everything else that goes on as a business owner. Nice. Well, I bought your book early in our relationship too, didn't I? Yes. Was oh, it called? What was it called? It's called you, you. Do, you Do You. Yeah. You Do You. Yeah. Because you used to always say that to me. And I'd be like, that means I can go get on the bus with the boys on the weekend. That's what she's saying. I'm like, damn it, I found one. I found one. And then I thought, well, I'll buy you the book because it must be a saying. But what I learned is that actually you weren't as like strong into living in the you do you yourself. You were like worried about or well, what maybe you should be doing or what my expectation was of what you yeah. could be doing. I mean, I really wasn't really thinking about that at all. I was just kind of like, well, you know, you do you. Seems like the motto you were living by. Yeah. But you didn't like the book, did you? You're like, what a shit Christmas present. I mean, it was the first Christmas present <laughs> you ever gave me, and it was a self-development book. Yeah, you took that the wrong way, but maybe. Yeah. Or, yeah, maybe we could get some listener feedback. If your partner, the first Christmas you're together, still in that exciting time, you know, honeymoon phase, sends, <laughs> sends you a wrapped book on self-development, would you be stoked or would you be like, fucking red flag, I am out of here? Yeah, that was definitely a red flag. Well, it was a red flag that's continued because uh, last week we were watching Stutz, the documentary, and you didn't want to watch it, really. You went to Engage, done a money battle on that recently. That's not true. That's not fair at all. Your side of the story then, let's go. Like, paint the picture. Um, It's a Sunday evening. Yeah. And I say to you, why don't we watch a movie on Mm. Netflix? Mm-hmm. And movie. you're like, and you're like, oh yeah, I've got something. 
via Googling. Yes, I did have something. What was that? An hour 38 minutes. Well, I don't want to sit still Of psychotherapy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Anyway. What a treat. Absolute treat. Um, well, yeah, I guess. And that's probably where we're like a little bit. Even they didn't know if it was the best documentary or the worst documentary that had been filmed. They mm. said that the whole way out throughout. Well, so no, if no, no. you if you go and watch that um, documentary, I'd be interested in how many of the listeners actually watched it right through to the end. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, no, if they do it on a Sunday as well. On a Sunday with your partner. Well, yeah. this is where, but this is like you do you. One thing that we've tried to be pretty accepting of is just how very different we are and that that's okay, right? And equally, like you go to book clubs where you read like a fictional book once a month with your mates and you just all rush to finish it, don't actually listen to the entire thing 90% of the time, but go for a wine and then come back like, oh, this month we're going to read this book. And in my head I'm like, why would you go to a group of people reading a made-up book from other like other people? Why wouldn't you want to just tell your own stories, like read about a true story, read about like some someone's story you can learn from. Um, but again, like equally I've had to just accept that's just that's just what you do. Like that's just what you enjoy. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse than picking up a fictional book. Yeah, but you don't know how to switch off. And, and I was about to say my stepmom would always say to me, Well, they loved it and they've got all these fictional books. I've seen this like my whole upbringing too, where mm-hmm. they read all these books and that was like, Okay, perfect, we can get Christmas gifts for my parents who just get them like the latest book to read, and they're like, yes, brilliant. Yeah. And I'd think, what the hell? But you don't, like, when you come home from work, you watch the news, and then you Clip go... out some economics. To yeah, and then you go and do some more work. Whereas other people will come home and they'll watch a show on Netflix, or they'll read a book, or, you know, during COVID, they might have, like, done a puzzle, or played a board game, or... You know, but you don't know how to do that because you don't know how to switch off. You don't know how to just be. The reason they're called board games is because they make people bored, I think. But I haven't researched that, but I can only assume. I can't think of any other reason they'd be called a board game. Well, yeah, you may perceive that I don't know how to switch off, but for me, it's like I love... Active for listening. Relaxing. Yeah, or learning or being like, oh, I'm going to watch that person do that keynote presentation and I'm going to learn something and I might sit down with my book that you buy me and make some notes. And I find that like really therapeutic <laughs> and enjoyable. And often I'll be deep into a trying to understand the bond market or what's happening in America or the second tier lending rates around the country. And you'll just be like... Jump on me, and I'm like, boom, studying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hey, it's all good stuff. But I guess that's the importance of trying to understand each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you made some notes uh, across the table from me there. So, what have you got there? These are for my own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, how a podcast and conversation usually works is that bring up sort of talking points. Oh. And I don't want to talk for 80% of this and you do the 20, so... Oh, shit. What do you got over there? Um, What do I have? Um, Well, going back to the running your own race 
type thing. It, I guess it's not just between yourself and I. It's um, it can be like between you and your peers. Mm. And I think the most obvious conversation that pops up with people around our age is there's the question, oh, when are you having children? And for some people, they don't want children, period. That's it. Yeah. Um, And then for others, they want them as soon as they're in a relationship. Um, And then for others, they'll figure it out when they do want them. So... Yeah, I think it comes back to that whole comparisonitis thing is like you shouldn't compare yourself to others on that space again. Okay. Yeah. Well, we all have friends that have got kids that don't have kids and whatnot, right? So you're just saying you have to be mindful to like try and run your own race all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon that's where, and often I'll say this to you, I think Instagram stories are very dangerous in the way that social media is now gone because whether people think about this or have the awareness of it or not, a lot of what social media is now is watching other people's lives. It used to be watching like a snapshot of a photo where people would put that up and be like, oh, I'm doing this. Now it's kind of like, oh, I will, you know, someone, then it went full blogger mode where people would blog their entire day of what they were doing and then people would get captivated by that and then people would go, right, I'll, I'll upload like story by story every on the hour and people could follow the footsteps of someone's life for that day, but you're seeing a 15-second snapshot of that hour on the hour, and it's probably being curated and fixed. And then even I was talking to someone recently who had a large ur following, and they were basically explaining to me how how they would gamify creating like a day in the life of, and they were modeling that they were a full-time vlogger, but actually they would do it all on the weekend, and they didn't want anyone to know that they actually had a job and so they would go and take changes of clothes and do all this shit on the weekend and try and do it. But their following started getting bigger and they're like, fuck, this is going to get harder to... And I'm like, man, what a like, what a life to lead. But at the same time, people want to see that. Yeah. We're like obsessed with watching what other people are doing. Yeah. Whether it be celebrities, our friends and stuff. And I guess there's just a downside risk of doing that. Guilty. Yeah, well, I think most people are. Like, it's what social media is built around us, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, what are they? What are they doing? And then, yeah, yeah, you often change your shirts during the weekend. So when I'm filming content, yeah, yeah. And break it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, often people can be like, well, they'll think, oh, that's just the same video because it's we're in the same stuff. So yeah, I'll mix it up. Um, what was I going to say? It's interesting in that Stutz doco that you were um, scrolling through social media watching other people's stories during, you would have missed that there was this piece talking about how people try and find like the perfect snapshot and other people will call it, talk about it as the, the grass isn't greener. So we'll look at our friends and what they're doing and expect that they've probably got a way better life because we've seen something on social media and then think, well, maybe I just want to do that stuff too. But you've got no idea what the rest of, like what they're actually going through. But what... Um, Phil Stutz, Stutz was explaining was how that perfect moment in time is actually always moving. So like it never stops because you could get all the shit that you wanted but then in that moment find out that you have cancer for instance and then you're like, fuck, I didn't expect it to be like this and then like the perfect, it's broken so it's always, it's not actually real. It's quite an interesting concept. You can find that on YouTube if you just want to watch the short piece of it. Yeah, okay, maybe I'll go back and watch that. Okay, so comparison's not good for us. Yeah. We know that. But there's, um, I've written down here, it's 
equally as important, I think, to have your own page and then the same page. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah. I've written down here individuality. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, business world, self-employed, go do all the stuff. And then you are more like, no, I don't want to do that stuff. Want job, career, progress, up, that sort of stuff. Be around different people, be part of a team, bigger team. And it's important to then have, then come back jointly to creating your, your same page of, of how you do things and stuff like that, right? Yep, definitely. Yeah. Mm. And setting up goals and setting out for holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. So I guess if you put that concept into our life, what's on our own page? Well, our own page. No, what's is your what's on your own page? That's your business, um, etc. What you just spoke about. What's on our same page? Yeah, that's what you're actually <laughs> yeah, asking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell the people. This morning, you said to me, you said, Luke. Um, here's the house that I'd like us to live in. Oh dear! <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, okay, that's um, that's a really nice looking house." This yeah. is we're not on the same page here, though. Well, yeah, but this is a good example. Okay. So you said, "Look, this is a really really cool house." Um, and so before Taz had even shown me it, nor the amount that it cost, I thought, "Okay, I know how her mind thinks." Um, and I need to bring some detail back to that. So that's how you form a great partnership. And she said to me, I said, look, how, how much does it cost? And she said, oh, it's $3.2 million. And I thought, well, why shouldn't we have a $3.2 million home? We're, we deserve it. We're entitled to it. We work really hard. Of course we should have that. Whereas some listeners would think, who the fuck do these two dickheads think they are? And they might have every right to do so. And I thought, well, shit. Well, even if we borrowed $2.1 million of that and we somehow had uh, $1.1 to put down as a deposit... <laughs> I said to you, well, that's cool. Okay, let's borrow two point one million over thirty years. Let's just let's just go back to being, you know, the average customer of the bank. And I thought, well, let's fix it over five years so that we can look at it at a rate of about six point two nine percent. And the total interest on that two point one million dollar property over that thirty years is is only actually a staggeringly small three point four seven one nine oh three, so three point five million dollars. Effectively, don't worry about the rates that appears. The fact that you're going to want to put some dotty fucking furniture in there or some dish appliances <laughs> into the kitchen. Now, I knew you weren't going to care about the cost of the interest, so I said to you, "Well, okay, that's fine. Uh, what is the the repayment? Uh, and it is twelve thousand nine hundred and eighty-five dollars a week. No, no, per month. Oh, per month. Oh, then maybe, <laughs> maybe thirteen. Thousand dollars per month for thirty years. What a life! What a life! So I said, "Well, look, Taz, I don't think we should be aiming to be ordinary. I would have thought that we would be looking to borrow that two point one ish million dollars, say, um, because we've put down one point one, and we'd want to actually borrow that over a twenty year window." Now, when I dragged that back, it's actually fifteen thousand dollars per month that we'd have to come up with to live in that 3.2 million dollar property and you said to me three words you said we can't afford that no that's four that's four we can't afford that yeah that's four good math so then you put your phone down i got up went to the gym 
and got back into some mahi and you did the same. Instead of daydreaming about $3.2 million properties, right? Yeah. But the reason I explain that is because, like, this is probably going to be our hardest thing for us to get on the same page about over time, right? 100%. Is the price of the home, how big is it, where is it, et cetera, et cetera, and making sense of tying up so much money in a box of sticks that is actually not going up in value. It's decreasing in value, but the land is increasing in value. You know what I mean? Yeah, know I mean. So we often have conversations where we're like, hmm, how are we actually finally going to decide on this, isn't it? But we all also have said, okay, well, we don't need to be looking at a property like that. We could just be living humbly and exploring that in a decade's time. What's the rush? Yeah, maybe. That was pretty scucks, though. <laughs> what was so good about it? The pool. It was a good location, too. Yeah, it was the location. Mm. Yeah. But... Location, location, location. We could probably rent a place like that for the rest of our lives and not touch the capital anyway. But that is, anyway, that's an example of trying to get on the same page, right? So we have to continuously have those conversations to be like, so I can show Taz the data of, okay, well, we could do that if that's what you really want to do. I can. Yeah, I get my dreams pulled back into line every <laughs> now and then. <laughs> we need to figure out how we can make $2 million as a deposit before borrowing the one point two. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's not what we need to actually go and do. But anyway, we've got some work to try and figure out how to get completely on the same page right. But usually we're pretty good at being on the same page. Yeah. What have you got on our same page? Why are you looking at my thing? Our I don't have any page. notes Well, I don't you. actually have this, like, own page, same page thing. Well, you just asked me. Yeah, okay. Sweet. Um, same page. I think um, we're both on the same page where we are focused on um, living a healthy life. life. Yeah. Do you agree? Yes, for sure. Yeah. So I think that would be extremely difficult if... We weren't if I didn't want to exercise or vice versa. Sometimes I find it hard when you won't come for runs and stuff with me. Mm, too slow. Yeah. yeah. Me? Yeah. You can, I've never seen you run 6K in my life. I'm Roger Bannister. I'm four minute mile. <laughs> Blitz it. Go on. Done. Home time. What the hell? I went for a run around this the mountain with you the your, other day. Oh, and what happened? Well, I had about four women trying to talk to me because they were like they thought I was running because I was a single bloke looking so good running around the mountain I was like actually my partner's four minutes behind me that is such bullshit actually what happened listeners is that Luke made me wait downstairs while he shot back upstairs to get his keys and I said oh maybe I'll just go in front and you can catch me up knowing that what I'm about to explain what was going to happen and he's like no 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 you wait for me so then we start off for a run around the mount, and we actually ran together for the first two hundred meters. It was quite nice. I was like, "Oh, this is this is game changer." And then what happened? You just boosted off in front, and then the whole way around the mount, I was in like a mental battle with myself, being like, "That fucking bastard just left me," and now I'm running on my own and didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, look, if there's any counsellors listening, you've got any spare capacity. I think Tess might have some issues there around. Uh Letting go of being left alone in her childhood or something there, maybe. But um, <laughs> that's not true. We were going for a run to give it. Oh, I see. I didn't really. Yeah, I should have 
pay more attention to the details of exactly what we're, <laughs> what we're doing and how that's Anyway, so we're on the same page about um, yeah. feeling good, even if we don't do it together. Yes, and this is where I think it's important to be like aware of each other's goals and um, why those things are important. Because as an example, this week you didn't want to get out of bed. Did you? Your alarm went off and you said to me, I think I might <laughs> come back to bed. Yeah, that was Friday morning, man. And what did I say? It was after that three mornings old game. I lent my foot over to your side of the bed and was going to yeah, recall it back. You kicked me out of bed. And boot you yeah. back out. Yeah, I was having a good dream. And in that moment, you're like, fuck, I hate this guy. Yeah, hey, pretty are, much. Yeah, and then what happened? Because half of the reason... <laughs> Why you wanted me to get out of bed is so you could have the whole bed to yourself and go back to sleep. Um, and then what happened? And then I went to the gym. I'm like every other bloke. I sleep on the very edge of the bed in the household that I've paid half and half for. We want to talk about equality in this country. Blokes, do you only get fucking like 20 to 30 centimetres of the bed? Yes. Well, that's what happens when the other person washes the sheets every week. Oh, I see. They get okay. they get the full every week. Okay, yeah. No, but you thanked me after going to the gym, didn't you? After about six emojis of angry emojis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where I think you need like you need a running mate, and is the term. So, you know, I know that you actually really did want to go to the gym, and you set your alarm, and you've been very consistent. And so I'm like, no, that is your brain like fucking with you. I'm not going to let that happen. I go, and I know that you'll actually do it. Um, but that's where you've got to be. Yeah, I know that you're going to be angry at me in that moment, but then not be for the rest of the day or, or actually hold on to that for too long because you know it actually comes back to your best interest. But there's a saying, I can't remember what it is exactly, but basically uh, in a relationship, someone will either rise to the standards of the other or someone will slump to the standards of uh, the other. You've said this to me before. When we're walking places. When we're walking. And, and I'm Roger Bannister. Yeah, it does my head. Because you're always like, in a relationship, there's always someone that speeds up and always someone that slows down. <laughs> and I'm not slowing down. Oh, there it is. What an asshole. Such a loser. And my little legs can't keep up. Mm. But do you think I've helped you speed your life up? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I listen to things in two times speed. Okay. Um, but have I helped you pursue things that you perhaps wouldn't have previously or progress your life? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't sound very convincing. Well, I'd like to not give you all the credit. I don't need all of it. Yeah. Just saying, do I gently nudge you in the right di- with the direction that I know you're trying to go yeah, in? Yeah, you nudge me. Um, but at the same time, I've got other things that are driving me to succeed as well. Oh, do you want to touch on those or is that? Mm, no. Okay. Well, I want to read you an example and Ooh. it's not about our relationship. Okay. Um, it's something that I noted down from one of my prior relationships. Oh. No, nah, I'm only joking. Okay. This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? It's been so many. See it all. So someone messaged me today and I made a video. Today? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? This I was joking about the prior relationship. Oh, thing. okay. Fuck. Keep up. <laughs> so someone messaged me on Instagram, and look, I get hundreds of women message me every week. And do I ever ask to look at them? Seldom. Yeah, but I'm lucky that uh, you're not the jealous type, which is good. 
Uh, but no one really flirts with me, to be fair, anyway. But there's a me- what did you say? <laughs> you know, I, I know. know. <laughs> do you? <laughs> what do you know? What do you mean? Well, prime example when um, your friend Josh was over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you two lads went down to the pub and then you came home and you're like, oh. The two of you were like, oh, Taz, there were these two girls that come and sat at that table and they're hitting on us. We had to leave. Yeah, <laughs> but just trying to be respectful to our partners. Taz was like, really? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we thought we'd better come home. She's like, well, what did they say? Like, what were they doing? We're like, oh, look, we don't really want to get into that, you know? It's just like the fact that we just had to remove ourselves from the situation. <laughs> Taz was like, oh, my God. Like, what was so Like, what did they actually say to you? I was like, no, they didn't, they didn't speak to us at all. <laughs> They just well, they did like they sort of just said, "Hey, you're good if we had the end of this table," and we we're like, "Yeah, yeah, sweet." That's, and, and that's your example of being hit on. So Josh was like, "Yeah, look, we have still got it. You know, we we had to come home. It's dangerous out there. It's dangerous mm. out there for a couple of good-looking blokes." Um, Someone asked for my number the other night. Remember that? Wow. At the morning side. Really? Do you remember that? Ah. Oh. Can't even pay too much attention. Oh, well, you were dropping it low with your neck on the dance floor. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, good skills. Well done. What do they want you to do for them? Go around and clean their place or something or what? <laughs> no? I've misinterpreted the situation, haven't I? Anyway, I need to give you this example. So this person messaged me. I'd made a video about how um, you can get a cheaper dog registration if you become a responsible dog owner. And this person replied to me and said, because I've had a bit of dog content and pet content recently, right, with the cost of living. And this person said, I don't need a dog in this current climate, but my husband does. I've pointed out all the risks, such as the ongoing costs, the unforeseen costs, extra time and responsibilities, and the list goes on. He considered my points, and now we have a dog. <laughs> he considered my points, and now we have a dog. I, I'm sorry. So did this. she encourage him to get a dog or encourage him? doesn't fucking him? sound like it, does <laughs> it? I've pointed out all of the risks, such oh. as the ongoing costs, oh. unforeseen costs, extra time and responsibilities, and the list goes on. He considered my points, and now we have a dog. Not a dog that suits our lifestyle, but one that we have to work our lifestyle around. I just don't get it. To me, having a companion that loves you unconditionally does not outweigh the points I've listed above. I don't oppose to getting a dog altogether, but just not now. We already have a child, a fam of three, so it's not like he's got no one else to take care of or can take up his time already. Mm. Now, I think that is a... Really good example of how relationships become very sticky, don't they? Yeah, they do. That's hard. Yeah, because that's probably going to lead to because more. Because she, she wasn't the first part that her husband needs a dog. I don't think he needs one. I don't need a dog in this current climate, but my husband does. Okay. Yeah, my husband needs one. Well, yeah, what does need mean? Well, is it need or a want? Most people, yeah. Some people need a um, companion. Well, you've got fucking three kids and a wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hopefully some mates. But I think that's where we're on the same page, but not the same page where I want a pet. I'd love a pet. But I know that it's not right to get a pet at this point in our lives. Mm. Um, it wouldn't be fear. On. The pet. Yeah. But maybe they're in, they're probably in a different position where they can. But this is where yeah, uh, but it's still they're on the they're on different they're pages. not on the same page. Yeah. yeah, and that's why it's important to try and have these conversations about all these things before mm. just doing them right. Mm. And I don't think in relationships you're always ever going to agree like all the time. But you've got to try and 
see both sides of the equation. Yeah. And by no means am I an expert in this space. Yeah. But that's pretty tough because you can see that that's going to just lead to more fractious conversations. Yeah. What about politics? That could that could be like a division mm. as well. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I just don't care enough about politics. Yeah. I'd say some probably um, couples and then probably the relationships with their families and stuff could mm. get pretty testy. Yeah. Because uh, that's people can become very passionate about that stuff, can't they? Oh, yeah. All right. So lesson from my side before we wrap up is when you meet someone, try and get on the same page and figure out some of these things, right? So have conversations around like what drives you, what goals are, what your expectations are around fitness for yourself, how you'd like your partner to support that, for instance, um, and just try and get to know each other better so that you can have more practical conversations rather than someone turning up with a fucking pet. Yeah. 100%. Unexpected. One other thing that I've got down here is um, celebration um, of others, like celebrating milestones and that. And sometimes when there are differences, um, it's not really obvious how you're meant to celebrate others in that respect. Um, like um, your business goals uh, they mean so much to you mm. and I don't necessarily know how much they mean to you so sometimes it's it's not as like obvious where there's meant to be celebrations with that and it could, uh, same thing like with um, friends that have kids like there's milestones that their kids achieve, like first steps in that. And as someone that doesn't have any kids, like I actually don't know how much of a big deal that is and I won't until I probably have my own kid or niece or nephew or whatever. Um, but do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm always like, what the fuck, did you expect that kid not to walk? Like, why is this such a big deal? Is yeah, that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's not what you mean. That's not what I mean. <laughs> oh, sorry. But no, nah, just shout out to all the parents out there just playing with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And there's definitely times where I'm like, man, like she's not even asking about it. She doesn't seem to even care. Um, can't like pick up the vibe that I'm putting down uh, with this. Just actually just talking about her shit. I'm like, oh, well, we just carry on. I can. Yeah, and then, and then there's probably times where I feel the same. So it's yeah. like, so I guess it's just not holding a grudge when those times come up or actually communicating that they're important or like. You know, if your baby takes two steps and someone doesn't congratulate you about it, like, don't take that personally. Yeah, chill out. If you get, like, so many downloads and I don't congratulate you, don't take it personally. Yeah. It's not that I don't care. No. <laughs> Do you, though? <laughs> right? Do you care? Yeah, I care. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, no. I care. Yeah. But sometimes, like, you don't communicate what, like, Things are really important to you. No. So I don't understand like where celebrations yeah, should should and shouldn't occur. What are you running down now? I'm running down Luke problem. Communicate more. Communicate more. Yeah, I can often have so much shit going on that um yeah, I probably I just have to keep rolling. But I try to stop and like celebrate myself. But often as well, the downside of being like really grateful and I write down my gratefuls like every day is that then often I'll celebrate it with myself and so then I'm kind of like, okay, sweet, sort of on to the next day. 
Yeah, that's um, good. Sort of that means that you like don't get offended when I don't celebrate you for some things. No, but that but then you're not getting offended. Um. Yeah, I still don't recognise when I should be celebrating. <laughs> yeah, well, am I just a shit girlfriend? Well, we'll leave in the poll. I'll leave a poll in the comments if anyone wants to vote. Uh, well, yeah. I guess I could probably do better to communicate that, but I suppose we probably all can try and figure out. Yeah, you know what things. If there's things like ultimately, the way I look at it is that if I'm upset about something and it's got to do with you, then. Um, the only way that that's actually going to improve is if I discuss it with you mm. or, or bring it up. Is there anything that you need to discuss? No. Oh. But I've got a fucking sick quote that I read on the way down to Canterbury, where Scribble's from, and into Methven, town of the future of Canterbury, maybe. Um, and I can't remember it exactly, but I thought as I did that long-winded intro, it might come to me. But basically, it says that you can only hurt yourself with thoughts about somebody else. So, because... So I can only hurt you when I'm thinking about someone else. You can only hurt yourself if you don't listen. So if you hate someone and you have heaps of negative thoughts towards them, they probably have no idea. You're actually only hurting yourself. Got you. Yeah. So That's smart. Yeah. If you've got like a big grudge with your partner... I usually try and like pull myself back and be like, stop thinking like that because it's going to encourage you just to see more of the negative of that and see more negative. And I'm like, she's probably driving to work completely unaware that I'm like, why didn't she fucking lock the door to the apartment or something? Did I do that recently? Hey, look, you know, <laughs> only once this year that I can recall. Oh, so. I, that's not true. I did it when you were away last week and uh, I came home shuck. and I was like, oh. Whoopsies. Yeah, I was up in there. I was like, oh, Taz must be home. Nope. <laughs> nope. Just the robbers are in here. But luckily, yeah, no one had been. So, yeah. But, you know, you've got to, like, I've had to try and get better at spotting those things too and be like, okay, why do I, like, stop thinking about this? Because she's probably just doing her job. It doesn't give two fucks. The only person this is actually impacting is me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I. There's a lot of things I don't really care about or hold grudges about or that's good yeah but you've got you just when I said the word negative you just your mind went somewhere didn't it no or you got any more notes oh no that's not one to share oh okay yeah but we had an off mic one yeah well it was just like the way I understood something yeah okay well uh same page for us we do have a holiday later on this year to you you're like um you've brought into this narrative you only really know how strong a relationship is once you've travelled together. That is such bullshit. You said that to me. That probably taking the piss. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So, fucking hell, we're going away for like three weeks. <laughs> but we probably will like figure out a few things about each other. I think living together, we've probably done that too. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. But also, but what I was am I going to have to like organise the whole holiday and all the tourist attractions? Actually, that's. I'm not going to because I'm just going to sign you some activities okay. that you have to. Well, this is that's actually a good point because this is where we're very different. Like sometimes you'll get real upset about how like I'll organise all this for like a BGP event or my mates or something and then you're like, you don't even organise anything for us. And this like, is so true. Yeah. I do feel very strongly about this. Mm. Yeah. However, for me, like my uh, the way I try and defend this, if that's the way we're going to look at it, is that 
I will go places and have no plans and then just make an epic weekend of it or an epic time of it um, and very spontaneous. So you're kind of like, well, what are we going to do over in Singapore? I'm like, I fucking do not know. When we get there, we'll go and do some shit and I'll be real stoked at whatever we do. Whereas you're kind of like, like, plan some activities for us. I'm like, well, wouldn't we just go for a walk and be like, whoa, that looks pretty cool. Let's do that. Yeah, but you want to make the most of a city while you're there. Whereas this is... This is where we're very different. No, this is where you are very different when you go away with your friends because when you went away on your stag trip, Mm -hmm. you had like a travel agent do all the booking of the flights, all the booking of the stop, the accommodation. You sorted all the tickets to the derby and then the week before, you were like, oh, man, I've been like finding all these things in Vegas. They're epic. Like, there's so much to do in Vegas. I guarantee that you will not do the same for when we go on holiday. No. Well, one thing you said that I got a travel agent to organise it all. Correct. Second thing, those lads versus going away with you. Also, what's... What's hard about you is that you'll dismiss people's what we could do. You'll be like, no, 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 no. Like, oh, like you won't even be like, oh, that's a good idea. You'll be like, no, like we could, de- we can go to this one. It's way better. Oh, I've seen this, and you're like, oh, they call me TripAdvisor, and so you own that. So then there's <laughs> TripAdvisor. a you do you fucking it was oh, Tasnation Tas- yeah. Tasnation tours. Yeah, so you have that. So even and then this comes back to like a food level. Oh, what should we get to eat? All right, let's go down to Amano. Oh, Amano, I don't feel like Amano or whatever. Like fucking world feels problems over here for us I always feel like a mana so sometimes instead of actually letting me contribute to what we could do you're like oh nah okay well here's something here's something that we're not on the same page about spot on mm. however so how are we going to figure it out before we go to Bali well we'll still have an amazing time in Singapore we'll still have an amazing time no matter whether we have a fucking jam-packed itinerary mm. or whether we just go off the flow I'm gonna go off the flower because I know that as soon as an itinerary doesn't work out the way that you want it to, then old I'm not temp- saying comes an out too. Itinerary, just like a couple of things. I honestly, Singapore, I don't care. I've been there before, so up to you. Well, you should have the knowledge. And actually, Bali, I've been there before too. So oh, it must be nice. Up to you. Yeah. Oh, well, sounds like uh, we've got this figured out. And I obviously don't. So listeners, uh, drop me an email. Look at the change. Where are we going in Bali? I don't even know. We're going to Changu and Uluwatu. I thought we were going to Ubuds or something. No? Yeah. Are we going there? No, we're not going to Ubud. Okay, good. Because I told you that we're not going there. Perfect. So I, I organised that one. I don't even know when we're going, like anything. Like I, d- I do mm. know the month, but okay, so right. do I need to find something for us to do in Changu and U- Uluwatu? Yeah, you do. Okay. That's the I've got a friend from work that's going to Uluwatu the week before we get there. So well, we well I don't want to hang out with them. Like, oh, I thought it was about us. Like, why do we have to hang out with them? <laughs> oh, that sounds exciting. Cool. What are they doing? I could maybe ask them what the activities exactly, are. Exactly. That's what I'm going to ask them in, like, cafes and restaurants and mm. activities. Yeah, see, I just end up just going to the closest thing um, or just sort of exploring. That's That's what I like better. I like exploring when I get there. And yeah. Vegas was a bit different. Just trying to make sure that with it was a once in a lifetime trip oh, with well, the boys. I tell you what, Tess, it won't be because we've already started saving again. This is a good pro tip for the fellas out there too, and for the ladies. Understand, the lads need their lad time. They want to hang out with each other. 
there's something special about being around the lads, just in a huddle, just loving each other, lads, 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 high-fiving each other, just no females nearby, etc. What are you doing? You're getting off the mic. You're done. No, no, wait up. We've got to wrap this up. And it's okay for them to want to do that. So what I've done with my mates is we've consistently put money aside so that we can go and uh, do things together. And that was one of the best uh, weeks that I've had of my life. Of my life, Taryn. Can you please acknowledge that? Yeah. Were you stoked for me? Oh, I was so happy for you. Yeah, that's You look like you had a fun time. Yeah. Actually, a few of the things is like few things that pop up when you say, oh, that was like one of the best nights of my life. It's always with the lads. Yeah, well, look, it is what it is. Like that night that you gave. <laughs> settle. Settle. That sounded like it was going to be something very disgusting. <laughs> yeah. what, what was I actually about to say, though? I don't know. Probably a couple of high fives here and there. <laughs> <laughs> People high-fiving me. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> like that night that you gave Brody Retallica a high-five. Brody! Oh, that was the best night of my life. It wasn't the best night because I high-fived Brody Retellick. It was just a fun night. I was just very grateful to be in the company of so many different people. Far out. I'm sure, the f- I'm sure people can understand. Anyway, lads, put that cash aside with your mates. Build up a sendo. Then what you do is you start to build like connection between each other to fight the battle together. So like, don't go to your partner and say, hey, um, I'm thinking about going to Vegas with my mates. They'll be like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I haven't got to do that. You know, I, that seems unfair. Well, what what do you mean? You want to be like, hey, me, blah, 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 blah. We're, um, we're all going to Vegas uh, at some stage and start planting the seed. And girls, just get your boyfriend's credit card. Go and book Taylor Swift tickets. I don't have a credit card, so you're done. Yeah. Hey, no, you do you. Back to the top of the pod. That's what you, you want to do. Okay, wrap this shit up. Yeah, go and, go and hang out with your, your mates, lads. That's my um, that's my parting piece there. It's really healthy. And ladies, please accept that it, uh, that guys want to do that too. They love that shit. We need it. Righto. Should we wrap this up and go hang out with the fellas? Yeah. <laughs> Any parting words? No. None. All right. None. Mariah Carey, Jermaine Dupree to take us out. The immense emancipation of Mimi. To come on the Keep the Change podcast. Oh shit, we're not muted. Why now?